LCM. Good evening. It's February 23, 2023. Double witness. Hey, this past Sunday, we learned to flex on them. When difficulty comes, we rise up and don't run and hide. We let trouble teach us and mold our hearts. And when you ask for supernatural empowerment, the Lord always comes through. That's right. We're a church who asks the Lord for wisdom. We're a church who asks the Lord for power. And then we've got to... Oh, y'all... Yeah, okay, yeah. We got a MF. 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 That's actually the title of our message, MF. MF. Move forward. We don't just ask. We ask, and then we move forward with what he's given us. There's a scripture that we've been engaging with that perfectly displays this. You guys got your Bibles tonight? Oh, we're going to have fun. Let's go to 1 John chapter 5. And as you're turning... Say MF. Move forward. We're going to pick up in verse 13, and this is in 1984, the classic NIV. Look at what it says. Man, I love the Apostle John. It says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know, say no, 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 that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. LCM, our family, you are those who believe in the one and only son. In fact, your life proves it. And through Jesus, Messiah, Mashiach, we have access to the good father. So we have access to the one who is from the beginning, the one who is outside of time. We have access to the one who created all, who sustains all, and knows all things. CLCM, we have been granted access. Somebody say praise God. Praise God. But access, Caleb, is not enough. Why do I say that? We have to do something with the access that we have been given. Did y'all catch what it says at the beginning of verse 14? That this is the confidence we have in approaching God? When you think of the word approaching, does that sound like action or inaction? Does it sound like you're standing still or you're in motion and moving? So how do we move forward? Well, the first thing you have to do is approach him. And in approaching him, you have to ask in faith, like we talked about on Sunday. Remember the Elijah and Elisha example, right? What can I do for you, man of God? I want a double portion. Elisha held nothing back. He knew what he wanted. After you've asked the Lord, you then have to receive in faith, followed by acting in faith. Now, when we say ask in faith, receive in faith, and act in faith. Don't think about these as three separate processes. It's not 
I'm going to ask the Lord, and then I'm going to wait six months to hear back from him. Or I'm going to receive from the Lord. I'm going to download what he has given me for another six months until I feel really assured and I understand everything that God has said. Or I'm going to act and make sure that all my steps are predetermined and I've calculated all the risk before I move forward. No, that's not what we're going to do. This is one singular process. And the Apostle John makes it clear here in verses 14 and 15. And if we take it to heart, LCM, if we take it to heart, it has profound implications on our lives. For most of us in this room, asking isn't really the problem. Asking, asking is not really the problem. The, the real problem is with the receiving and then the doing. Somehow we thought that we would ask and then maybe there was a chance the Lord wouldn't meet our needs and give us what we needed. You know what that is? Faithlessness. If we act with faith, he will give you what you need. What does it look like to receive direction or an answer? What's it look like? You know what it doesn't look like? It's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. All of a sudden, I just had this warmth come over me, and then I knew I was supposed to pay my taxes. I just knew I wasn't supposed to sin. How many feelings do we have in a room? Be honest. Right? When you come into worship, you, you feel the goosebumps, you feel the Lord moving upon you. Right? We, the Lord moves us in our feelings. But when we're talking about receiving direction from the Lord, it's not about your feelings. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter if you feel the anointing. It doesn't, mean if you, it doesn't matter if you feel empowered in the moment. It doesn't matter if you're hungry. It doesn't matter if you're full. Your feelings don't actually matter when it comes to receiving from God. It's also not always like a big thundering voice from a cloud. It's not fire that came down on the mountain. Every time. Look, we, we know that the Lord does move us. Many of us have experienced the Lord clearly speaking to us in situations where we had no ability to know in the natural, but the Lord just spoke it to us. We know that he does speak. We know that he demonstrates through signs and wonders. We're not discounting that. We're just saying usually it doesn't look like that. More often, you don't feel anything. You don't hear a voice from the clouds, and you don't see anything. Nothing looks different, but you know this is what I'm supposed to do. You see the door open in front of you, and then you just walk through it. You have to believe that you've already received, and that takes faith. Yeah. See, 1 John 5, 15, he said, we know that we have what we've asked of him. Does that sound like confidence from the Apostle John? It sounds like deep convictions, like he had experience with this. In fact, this reminded us of Mark eleven twenty four, 24, where Jesus just says it plainly. Look at it in the ESV. It says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. It has nothing to do with what you feel but it does have everything to do with what you can perceive by faith in your belief that God has answered you. 
LCM, the word tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, that we live by faith and not by faith. It's not about our feelings. James 1.22, listen to this encouragement. Most of us are already familiar with this verse, but look at what it says in James 1.22. In the CJB, it says, don't deceive yourselves by only hearing what the word says, but do it. CLCM, we have to put feet to our faith. How many times do we see in scripture when somebody is asking Jesus for help? They're yelling out Hosanna. They're running to him, and when they come to him, he gives them direction, and as they leave him, as they go forth from him, they received what they were asking for. It's no different for you. It's no different for me. You know how we know this? The Word says it. Yeah. Philippians 2.13 in the New King James says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. The NLT says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Look, as we're bold enough to just come before the Father and ask, and we actually ask with faith that we have already received what we need to go forward, what's left to do? To just go forward, to move forward. We think of men like Ittai who marched on with David. But we wanted to take a look at a man in particular who knew he had the favor of God and he had no diachronos or double-mindedness double on what he needed to do. So let's turn to 2 Kings chapter 9. We're going to pick up in verse 6. This is Jehu. So he arose and went into the house, and the young man poured the oil on his head, saying to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anoint you king over the people of the Lord, over Israel. And you shall strike down the house of Ahab, your master, so that I may avenge on Jezebel the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord. You know why I just love the story of Jehu? Because he just did it. The Lord gave him a word and said, this is what you're called to do. And then what did he do? He did that. You know, uh, what we think about uh, James 5 says, Elijah was a man like you and I. Yeah. And if that's true, then it's especially true for Jehu. He's no different from you or I. We can't put him in a separate category. Well, he's that guy and I'm over here. He's closer to the Lord somehow? No. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you kidding me? You want to see how Jehu is just like us? He's just like the people at LCM. You want to see how? He didn't hear from the Lord. Did, did, you, did you pick that up? He didn't seek the Lord, and the Lord came and visited him and gave him and said, this is what you're called to do. Who came? 
prophet. A, a prophet. You don't even know his name. A prophet. He's he's a, Jehu's actually fifth in line. Like the Lord speaks, and then he speaks to Elijah, and then Elijah passes it down to Elisha, and then Elisha says, Hey, you prophet guy, you go over there and you tell Jehu. So he had, remember, this is how you are like Jehu. Jehu had men of God who heard from the Lord for him. And he took what their word was, and then he moved forward in it in faith. Doesn't Corinthians say, let every matter be established by two or more witnesses? He had a group of men who could clearly hear from the Lord, and they came to him and said, this is the call of the Lord on your life. This is incredible. Jehu did not originally hear from the Lord about this. He wasn't some great man of God who heard on a mountain and had a mountaintop experience by himself. Like Caleb just said, he heard through the prophet and he moved forward. That's all that he needed. This is what we have here in this house, LCM. We have leaders who can hear from God. We have leaders who can hear from God and we take them at their word and then we act in faith. Right? How many times have you came to a pastor or the pastor come to you rather and says, hey, you are called to be a pastor. Yeah, you know, you know, this guy didn't know that. I wasn't praying for the Lord to say, hey, you're called to, to call to ministry. I had other men of God look at me and said, hey, you are called to the fivefold. You are called to be a pillar. That didn't originate with me. I didn't hear from God by myself. I had men of God who were tuned to the spirit of the living God, like Elijah and Elisha, this nameless young prophet who can hear rightly from God and then deliver that word. And that's all that Jehu needed. LCM, this is who we are. I remember my bachelor party. I remember all the words that were given to me at my bachelor party. You know what I didn't have before that? A mezuzah. How did my mezuzah take shape and form? It came vis-a-vis other men of God speaking life-given prophetic speech to me. I took that word and I moved forward in it. That's why we like Jehu. It's not because he's just uh, slaughtering God's enemies, but because he's a man just like no one knew it. A man who put on his pants just like us. A man who went to sleep. A man who got tired. A man who who probably got sick. And yet, he took God's word and he moved forward in that. LCM, you guys are doing this. How many of you have mezuzahs just hanging up at your house? Did that mezuzah originate with you? No. No. Man of God spoke to you. Gave you life. And although it did not originate with you, LCM, you move forward in faith And your generations are now changed forever. You guys love Bezalel? Bezalel built the furnishings of the tabernacle. You know Bezalel didn't hear from God about that? Moses heard from God on the mountain that Moses told Bezalel what Bezalel was supposed to do. And Bezalel Bezalel took that word and he moved forward in faith and it blessed the entire nation. What would the obedience of one man, what one man would look like? When we take the word of God for what it is, and then we just move forward in faith. LCM, think about the teachings that we received here. Think about Abigail and Nabal. That didn't originate with you. You weren't sitting down with the pastors and going through 1 Samuel 25 and say, yes, this is what I clearly see in the word. Let me contribute to this teaching. No, we weren't there. 
But we took those words, we took the teaching, we applied it to our lives, and we can look at our marriages, they're infinity times better as a result of taking that word and putting it to practice. Your marriages, your lives have been transformed, and that is what is taking place in Jehu here. In fact, we're so inspired by this man's attitude and his character that we can see that what moving forward looked like in his life, it produced fruit. So let's pick up in 2 Kings chapter 9, and we're going to read verse 13. Then in haste, every man, every man of them took his garment and put it under him on the bare steps, and they blew the trumpet and proclaimed, Jehu is king. Look. We already said the thing we love about Jehu, he didn't waste any time. He heard from a word from the Lord and he moved and began to act on it. But you know what happens? Faith gets direction from the Lord and immediately does something about it. But then it produces fruit in the men around him. They rose up in faith too. They said, if that's what the word of the Lord was to you, I want to be on board. I'm going to join you in the call that the Lord gave you because I want to be with the Lord. They saw him rising up in faith, so they rose up in faith with him. Acts, acts of faith inspire other men to come by our side. When you move forward in faith, there's this magnetic pull that takes place that ignites the faith and the zeal of others. It causes others to rise up in faith and also move forward. If you're looking around you, if you're looking around your workplace and you're seeing people not move forward, guess what you need to do? Move forward. Man, when you move forward, you just might inspire the next man to do it. Man, if you take up the mantle of faith and you begin to run with it like Jehu... Man, what could you do? What transformation could take place? Maybe the world could be changed. Let's just, let me just jump in. Did you guys catch in verse 13? It says that they blew trumpets. Now, LCM, are trumpets silent? These men did not originally hear the word to Jehu. Jehu moved forward in faith. These men came alongside him and rose up in faith and proclaimed what God was saying to Jehu. What does it look like when we move forward in faith? We don't, we don't have to trumpet it. We don't have to uh, toot our own horn. Jehu just simply moved forward in faith, and other men of God came alongside him and says, this is the word of the Lord, and it is happening now. This is what we get to experience. I love what Caleb said. You don't see things moving around in your workplace. You don't see things moving around in different areas of your life. As you start to move forward, it will create a spiritual magnetic pull that causes everything else to get in right shalom. Man, this story of Jehu's got me fired up. I had my wife take, help me take off my sweater early because I knew I was going to start sweating tonight. Man, we know the story about Jehu. We love Jehu and we know that jo Jehu gets it done. He moves forward and he strikes down two kings, but he wasn't done. He then finishes off Jezebel. Then he strikes down the entire household of Ahab, all 70 sons. And he wasn't done moving forward because it requires that you do not camp at one or two victories. 
You don't see Jehu killed the two kings. Like, all right, man, my job is done. Hey, young prophet, thank you for that word from the Lord. No, he kept moving forward. He kept destroying God's enemies again and again and again. Because when you move forward, you have to make sure that the work gets done to the very end. And that is the attitude that we see of Jehu. And Jehu was that man of action that we admire. So much so that he does something extraordinary moving forward in chapter 10. Let's go to 10, 15. And when he departed from there, he met Jehonadab, the son of Rehob, coming to meet him. And he greeted him and said to him, is your heart true to my heart as mine is to yours? This is like, like a check yes or no. Like, are you with me? And Jehonadab answered, it is. Jehu said, if it is, give me your hand. So he gave him his hand, and Jehu took him up into the chariot. And he said, come with me and see my zeal for the Lord. So he had him ride in his chariot. When one man rises up in faith and moves forward, it stirs up other men's hearts. They want to be a part of what the Lord is doing. It's not that this man is just so magnetic. He's just so amazing, and everybody just loves Jehu. Maybe, maybe that's true. But they see what the Lord is doing, and they want to be on the Lord's side. You know what this ends up being? It's a team-building superpower. Jehu sprinting towards his goal in faith. He's running to do what the Lord has given him, but that doesn't stop him from taking the time to bring Jehonadab alongside of him in his work. Oh, man, we need brothers. Don't you need your brothers around you? Yes. Oh, it's such a joy to get to work alongside your brothers and see them accomplish the will of the Lord in their lives. Jehonadab was inspired by a man that didn't just talk. Jehu wasn't saying, come hear me preach a sermon. Come, come, let me teach you the word. He said, come and see my zeal. He was going to show it to him. This is like what we've been learning in the book of Acts, right? Jesus did and he taught. Jehu said, come on and I'm going to show you with my actions. Jehu inspired Jehonadab to move forward with him. Look. Thomases, you guys waited and trusted in the Lord to have a son, and now you have a son. Man, we, you, you guys inspire us to keep moving forward. Man, uh, Bonham, you, you have been totally transformed in the Lord, and he's making you into a son more and more every day. That inspires me to want to keep moving forward in the Lord. Jerry, you just, you just came here. You just came here from Louisiana. You sold You gave up everything that you had. You sold your house and you moved here. A man of your age, of your talent, of your wisdom is here with us. Man, that inspires me. 
Guys, you all, this church body, this church family, we inspire one another to action. That's why we don't give up meeting together. That's why we continually learn and live together in transparency because we are growing up into the fullness who is Christ together. Man, Jehu was facing opposition as he went. He was facing opposition and he was knocking it down. There's another man whose life was full of opposition but didn't quit until the job was done. There's another man in the Bible who refused to give up no matter what was in front of him. It was Joseph, and we're going to turn to Genesis 39. As you're turning, say move forward. forward. We're going to pick up in Genesis chapter 39 in verse 2 in the ESV says, the Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man, and he was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord caused all that he did to succeed in his hands. You guys hear Philippians 2 in this? The Lord works in you, the will and purpose to act. Like the NLT, he empowers you to do so. The Lord was working in Joseph's life. Joseph is successful Because he trusted the Lord and continued to move forward even after being sold into slavery by his own family. Circumstances could not deter Joseph. He kept moving forward no matter what his eyes saw in the natural. And he doesn't just show up up as Potiphar's house and just, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to move forward and I'm just going to grind with a bad attitude. No, he excelled where he was. He thrived where he was. In every place that God placed him, he was successful because God was with him. So much so that Psalm 105 gives insight into what was happening in Joseph's life. Don't you guys love scripture like that? When you're reading in one area of the Bible and you keep working your way through and then other scriptures give you insight to what happened in the lives of the believers. In Psalm 105, and we're not going to put this up in the ESV, It says that Joseph was sold as a slave in verse 17. And then it says that his neck was put in a collar of iron. In the YLT, in verse 18 of Psalm 105, it says they afflicted, they afflicted with fetters his feet. Iron had entered his soul. Now, engaging with this, does anybody want to volunteer to be a slave? No. Or a prisoner? Or to be bound in chains? By any objective standard, he was in a bad place in the physical. Nevertheless, LCM, nevertheless, the Lord was with him. And his faith kept rising and he kept moving forward. See, the Lord was working something beautiful inside of Joseph. The Lord was working an ironclad character into the soul of this man. Isn't that what has built LCM? How many, how many things have we just steamrolled over as a result of moving forward in this church? The word of God says in Matthew 16, Jesus says, hey, listen, I have built my church upon this rock and the gates of hell will not overcome it. Why? Because we're moving forward in the name of Jesus. This is what the Lord was doing inside of Joseph, working iron into his soul. So much so that Joseph was able to stand when other men would have flaked out in this situation. Other men would have withered. They would have died, rolled over. 
but we just don't move forward. We have to keep moving forward until we die. That has to be the conviction. We have to press forward until the job gets done. The Lord has put an iron into the souls of, this, of the men here at LCM, into the families in this church. And when you stand up in faith, LCM, he meets you with supernatural power from on high with everything that you need. Look, ha- have you guys been in a place where you just feel completely overwhelmed? These last several weeks, I, I, I've been there. And, and, it, and it seems like, Lord, I've got enough on my plate already. Why are you giving me more? And he's like, you're welcome. And he just gives me more. And I'm like, I can't. I can't do it. It's too much. Lord, I, I, I don't have the power. I, I don't have the strength. I can't stand up under this weight. Leadership is hard. And then the Lord shows me. He's like, you dropped your mantle. But it's right there. Just pick it back up. So I reach down and I pick up the mantle. And I say, Lord, I can walk in the authority that you've given me because you gave it to me. You wouldn't send me out to die and fail. You sent me so that I can bring your will down to earth, Lord. Lord, give me the power and give me the strength. And you know what happens? I just start walking in the strength. Because he gives me what I, gives me what I need. And he does it every single time. Anything good that, that I have right now. Anything good, any relationship, any confidence, anything has come through hardship. Everything good in my life can be attributed back to hardship through difficulty. You you don't know who your good friends are when everything's going well and you've got lots of money and everything's, not that that's ever happened to me, but theoretically. (laughs) You, You don't know who your friends are during that. You know who your friends are when you're in the trenches with them. Man, the Lord builds our relationships through difficulty. He builds resolve in our souls that I will not leave. I will not take my hand off the plow because who else is going to do it? You sent me, I'm moving forward. Man, when the Lord shows me my mantle and I pick it back up again, he always gives me the power that I need. He always gives me the strength that I need. What makes you any different? You're not any different. The Lord will absolutely give you everything you need. And you know what? According to 1 John, he's already done it. Ask in faith. And then move forward. We are walking by faith and trusting that the Lord is using all opposition and difficulty to produce something incredible in us. Not only does it produce something in us, it also makes God's will manifest here. His will is done when we move forward. Joseph was a man who understand that it was God who was at work in his life. So Genesis 50, 20 in the LSB says, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good 
in order to do what has happened on this day to keep many people alive. Church, when you move forward, the Lord works iron into your soul. He causes you not just to persevere, but to thrive under the most difficult circumstances. And it becomes a testimony and a witness to God's goodness. You know what else happens when you move forward? It causes you to have heaven's perspective of what God is doing. When you don't quit, when you press on, when you move forward in the calling, you begin to see this wasn't for nothing. I know I am headed towards a destination because the Lord has me walking in his way. The way is leading somewhere. We're not walking for nothing. We're walking towards something. We're walking towards his will. How do you know what God's will is? How do you know what God's will is? Doesn't Micah 6, 8 say, hey, man, he's already shown you what is good. What is the good that you already know you have to move forward in? What about leading your wife? What about applying marriage teaching? You already know you're supposed to do it. You don't need an angel to come and tell you, you guys need to work out this argument. You need to lead your wife through fear. You need to get this work done because you two have a job to do and both need to move forward together. What about raising up your kids? Raising up your adults. When we went through the marriage teaching in here, I've never heard so many spankings at once. It was like, it was like thunder from heaven. Look, you already know the good you're supposed to do. Just do it. What about team unity formation meetings? Oh, man, you've got four simple steps. <laughs> you can just do it. Right, in order. There was a reason it was put in order. One comes before two, <laughs> then three. We don't have a five, just goes to four. All right, and then what about the call to make disciples and preach the gospel? Yeah. Just go do it. Yeah. Just move forward. How, didn't we get a great word at New Year's about setting out? Yeah. Do you need to hear from the Lord? Do I need to set out? You already did. It sounds like you've already got what you need. Amen. Just ask the Lord and move forward. Yeah. Woo! He's preaching. <laughs> we love Jehu and what God was working inside of the man. He got it done and he moved forward. We love the perseverance and Joseph thriving in the most difficult of circumstances. And we can see at the end of his life, salvation is breaking out. There's also a man that we want to talk about. His name is Samson. Samson heard from the Lord since his birth. He knew the good that he was called to do. He was supposed to deliver Israel from their enemies, the Philistines. 
And at the end of his life, we see a perfect picture of what moving forward in faith looks like. So turn to Judges chapter 16, and as you turn and say, move forward. We're going to catch this in the ESV. Pick it up in verse 27. It says, now the house was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there. And on the roof, there were about 3,000 men and women who looked on while Samson entertained. Man, does anybody feel the weight of what we just read? Called to be a deliverer of a nation, but sin and bad spiritual hygiene has led him to be reduced to nothing but an entertainer in the eyes of his enemies. Man, talk about a spiritual low, Caleb. Talk about feelings of disqualification. Talk about feelings of the calling that is destroyed. I can feel it in the room. You may have never said this out loud, but how many times have you felt like you were done with the calling? But the calling was not done with you. Isaiah 55, the Lord speaks and says, no single word that comes forth out of my mouth will return to me void. The calling that he has given you, Carlos Reda, the calling he has given you, Chris Riosoro, that calling will pick you back up on your feet again. Look at what he does in verse 28. Then Samson called to the Lord and said, oh, Lord God. Please remember me and please strengthen me only this once. Oh, God, that I may be avenged on the Philistines for my two eyes. Samson called on the Lord. He asked him, just like 1 John 5 says. But think about this. Who gave Samson the desire to ask? You think he just mustered it up in that moment? This is the lowest of the low in his life. You think he just dug down deep and just mustered all the energy that he had? No, Philippians 2 says God will work in you what is pleasing to him and the power to act. Samson, in that moment, God is helping him to even ask for the desire from empowerment from on high. At this point in his life, Samson stopped looking at the circumstances. I mean, he was blind, so he couldn't see anyways. But he turned his attention to the Lord, and he knew what he had to do. He asked the Lord to strengthen him just this once to accomplish Yahweh's will. And look how God answered Samson. In verse 29, it says, And Samson grasped the two middle pillars on which the house rested, and he leaned his weight against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. From a physical point of view, There is no guarantee, zero, zilch, nada, that this is actually going to work. Samson did not have an angel appear for him from on high and hand him a scroll to encourage him. Samson rather had faith to believe that he already received, like 1 John 5 says, what he asked for in prayer. The Lord answered his prayer as he moved forward to do God's will. LCM, when you move forward, 
you will find out that the answer you need is found in the doing. The heavens didn't split and God said, yes, Samson, I'm granting power to you now to do this. No, he asked in faith and he knew what he was called to do, which was to destroy the Philistines. And he put his hands on the pillars and started to push. Elson, we need to take on this kind of attitude, this attitude to move forward. Jehu heard the Lord's will and immediately took action. Joseph moved forward in his circumstance and did not give up. And Samson received the answer as he moved forward in the doing. My brothers and sisters, we are no longer going to worry about turning to the left or the right. But just like the four living creatures in the book of Ezekiel, whatever direction their face was set is the direction that they were moving forward in. We are going to move forward as we set our faces like flint. We are rapidly, quickly coming to a close. We are moving forward as a church. We are moving forward as a body. You are moving forward as men and women who are full of the Spirit, know the good that they need to do, and you are moving forward in it. Let's turn to Galatians 6, verse 9 as our last scripture. Let's stand up to our feet as we read it. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary of doing good. Let us not grow weary of moving forward. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. LCM, are you a church that gives up? No. Are you planning on quitting? No. Are you planning on running and hiding? No, no you're moving forward, amen? Church, we are destined to accomplish great works like Jehu. We will do it. We are going to see the Middle East taken. It doesn't even matter if it's in our lifetime. We're going to see it taken. We're going to keep moving forward. We're on a path to see the lives of many being redeemed and saved like Joseph. We will not be afraid to make mistakes and failures, but instead we're going to pick back up the mantle like Samson did and cry out, Lord, give me power, give me strength, at least this one more time. Look, if you've been tired, move forward. If you've been overwhelmed, you feel like you can't. You feel like you're the wrong person. Lord, send somebody else. It's not me. Move forward. You have been rattled in fear and it's eaten your lunch. You're just going to set that down and forget about it because you don't have time to fear when you're moving forward. Church, we are going to move forward as a body. Even if you don't think you can, you're going to do it anyway because the Lord has already given you what you need.
only way to accomplish the will of God in your life is to get up and move forward. So we're not going to have a crouch and hide sort of an altar call right now. By the way, the Lord already accomplished the altar call in worship. What we're going to do right now is worship in victory. We are going to move forward in the call that the Lord has for us. Amen. Lord God, we thank you for what you are doing in this church body, God. Lord, we thank you that you have called us. Lord, you have chosen us and you are moving us forward, Lord. Thank you for giving us the will and the power, God. Lord,